In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. You ready to fasten your seatbelts? There's going to be some powerful stuff on the saints today and some rich theology, theology right at the core of our faith, and I love it. I was in it with a couple preparing, lots of weddings coming about, it's great. I was with preparing this couple, and I looked at the guy, and I just kind of blurted out, was it, you be St. Joseph. It's the year of St. Joseph in our church. And I said, your wife, your kids are looking at you and saying, where's this all going? And what's kind of sad for me about St. Joseph, a lot of times he's depicted as old and kind of weak and aged, but I think the exact opposite. He was young and he was strong and he's ready for this wild battle that he would have to encounter as the father of Jesus and the spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary. How do you see St. Joseph depicted a lot with a lily? You know, well, that's really strong. Let's smell a flower. It's beautiful. But imagine that that lily turns into a sword. And I wish I could do it, but I just couldn't figure out how I would make a sword. I have a lily in my hands and turn that into a sword right in the middle of this homily right here. But the Holy Family is at the epicenter of salvation. This is of the highest stakes for life, eternal life. And we believe that St. Joseph was given that fatherhood to care for the, the word of God, the incarnate word of God, and to be the spouse of the mother of our Redeemer. It is said that at St. Joseph's glance, all hell flees at his glance. The power, he's right behind Mary in the lineup of saints. And often we forget about him. My friend wrote a book that I would commend to you. It's called Consecration of St. Joseph. It's over 300 pages. And he said, this title of St. Joseph gets more our awakening, our eyes open when we hear this. But St. Joseph, one of his titles is Terror of Demons. He is the Terror of Demons. It's the most unique title. And we must remember that demons, the devil, seeks to divide. So parents, fathers and mothers, just know this. Satan will seek you to divide you from this, from going to church and for having communion. He's calling us to communion. A few weeks ago, I preached on communion. Come with union, together with union, to come here and to have union with Christ and have union with each other because there is a battle going on for our souls and the devil divides. If you don't think this is real, just talk to me sometime about what I've dealt with this last week in this church and the reality of souls of those both young and old. Our first Pope, Pope Peter, said this in 1 Peter, 5, verse 7 and 8, stay sober and alert. Your opponent, the devil, is prowling about like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, solid in your faith. Understanding that the brotherhood of believers is undergoing the same persecution across the world. Stay sober and alert. 
What's the statistic I gave you a few weeks ago? 53% of our children born today are born without a father. They are fatherless. That is powerfully not good. 53%. But Joseph wants to help the terror of demons. He is has power, he has a paternal power that God shares with him, God the Father, in the raising of the incarnate word of his son. He is the spouse of the Immaculata, the father of Jesus Christ. In this, as a terror of demons, he's the gateway. Joseph is the gateway to Jesus and Mary. And he says, you're going to have to go through me to get to Jesus and to get to Mary, and I will defend them with my life. He's not no, you know, shrinking violet. He's powerful in his, his authority. Joseph saved, think about it, Joseph saved the Savior from Herod. Do we have Jesus if we didn't have Joseph saving the Savior from Herod? He spent decades in adoration. Jesus was the Eucharist, the adoration, and he adored him. And he had paternal authority over him in, in the, the Holy Family. And he made it possible for Jesus and Mary to give us the sacrifice of Calvary, without which there is no life, there is no hope. He's fearsome, commanding, like the title of a warrior. So imagine the sword of Joseph piercing demons, dragons, and he conquers us from every form of filth and darkness. We only have to look around at all the filth and darkness that fills our world. So I said to this man preparing for marriage, man, you got to be like St. Joseph. You need to get to know him, to pray to him and take him on and bring your family and your wife into the ultimate protection of communion, to be with Jesus this day and forever. And the spirit of St. Joseph, he's always paying attention to protect, to defend and to fight for his son Jesus for Mary and for all souls, the souls of your children that you are responsible for to get to heaven. It is said of him, one word from his mouth routes all the forces of darkness as an axe levels a forest of trees. The power of St. Joseph. St. Joseph, come with your power now, especially to our men and our fathers and our husbands. Now, what is the, the context of this? Why am I talking about Joseph, St. Joseph, the terror of demons? Well, we have to ask the question, well, who killed Jesus? That can be a controversial question if we're trying to put it on this group of people or that group of person, people. Who put to death, as St. Paul says, the author of life? Well, in the end, the opponent did. Stay sober and alert. How do we stay sober and alert? We come here and we put our face in the scriptures and we receive the light everlasting to shine in our darkness in the Eucharist. So the opponent, so what's, what's the remedy to this? We look to Jesus and he says, this is how it will be and when it will be. This is how it will be. You will take bread and wine and I have set up the priesthood for the priest to sacrifice this bread and wine on the altar. And you will do that on holy days, on Sundays, on the Sabbath, and every day for the power of my name, for the communion 
that everyone is looking for, and that will be the antidote. As I was praying, this word came to me. I think it's from St. Teresa of Avila. She says this, it's the I am telling us, telling me the I am who was not. See, I was created by God. So it's the I am saying, this is how I want you to worship. You can't just go worship how you want. I want you to worship in the Eucharist based on the Passover. Isn't it interesting though in our gospel today, this teaching, it was very difficult. It's John 6, 6, 6. And the people walked away. They were divided from him for whatever reason. Maybe they felt good because he was wonderful, working all this powers in their midst, this healing, teaching with authority. But now they were saying, well, they're going to kill him. They're going to kill this one who is saying he's going to give us his body and blood. So I'm going to wash my hands from that because that's going to be too difficult because I'm going to have to go against the grain. No matter what people think, no matter how distorted they are, no matter what they're telling God to be and to do, so they walk away. Or maybe it's just not to my advantage anymore, you know. Maybe it's not worth, like, the price of my life versus a physical or healing or social standing. Another big reason is cannibalism. This is, like, nauseating to the core. How can you eat and drink somebody's body and blood? And religiously, it was an affront to the Jewish ears because this was reprehensible to the highest degree. You do not take the lifeblood of another. So all throughout all, all scriptures, you do not take the lifeblood. So, all these things going on. But what's your greatest desire in life? What do you want? I don't want life to end. I want unending life, and I want it to get better and better. And what is the greatest time and the greatest way we experience that as Catholics and Christians? It's a communion the body and blood of our Lord. I am the bread of life, true, free, uh, true drink, true food. And who ensured that for us? In many ways, St. Joseph. He ensured that we could have that. So that is the context of all of our scriptures and all of our life and what we're doing in Mass, what we're celebrating in Mass every time we, we come together. And then we get to the scripture of Ephesians 5. And maybe the, the, like the subtitle of this homily, the title is St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, but maybe the subtitle is Slay, Slaying the Slayer Through Obedience. We slay the slayer through obedience. And we say, okay, God, this is how you tell me to worship. This is how you tell me when to worship, the way to worship, gather with the community, and I will obey that. Isn't it amazing that Jesus and Mary obeyed St. Joseph, his paternity, his fatherhood. Jesus lowered himself to obey the creature he had made from dust. What humility. What if he hadn't? What if he hadn't obeyed? Because he could have not obeyed. St. Joseph's power from obedience defeats the pride and the power of the devil. And if you don't think the devil's powerful or alive and working, then wake up. And that's what church is all about. Wake up. This is the reality. It's for our lives, not just for here on earth, but for eternity. 
Now, I think Ephesians 5, I love it. It's beautiful. Husbands, you are the head of your wives. Wives, subordinate to your husbands. You know what happened this morning when I said that at the last Mass? The little kid went, ah! I don't know if he's saying hallelujah or I can't take this. Subordinate, go under the order. Submit, go under the mission of your husband. This is, this is beautiful. And husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. He gave himself up for her, handed himself over, that she might be spotless in splendor, worthy, without wrinkle or stain, be presented to himself. And this is what husbands are supposed to do is that they lay down their lives, they become the gateway, they become the protector, they get their, their families into the communion with Jesus in the Eucharist and through reconciliation so that they won't be picked off like so many are picked off and not knowing which way is up and so overwhelmed and overburdened because the problems are so big. Chrysostom had this beautiful quote for husbands in terms of your wives. Wives, won't, won't you want this? That your husband is going to give over his life and sacrifice everything to the last drop of blood for you. That's the beauty of the gospel. That's the center of our theology. That's why this is so strong, Ephesians 5. I wish more couples would choose this scripture for their wedding because this is the heart of it. And it's not about feeling. It's this. So St. John Chrysostom says this of how a husband should be. And if it need be that he should give his life for her or to be cut to pieces a thousand times or endure anything whatever, refuse it not. He brought the church to its feet with great care, not by threats or fear or any such thing. So husbands, conduct yourselves towards your wives. It wasn't by fear and threats and dominations. Domination, it was about, I'm going to give you my life so that you can stand, that you can be alive, that you will always be alive in Christ because I will present you pure and holy and spotless before the Lord as Jesus has presented the church. St. Joseph, who was he? He was a layman. He was a dad. But he was obedient. He was faithful to his station as a Christian in following Jesus. And he happened to be picked to be the father of Jesus, the husband of Mary. And he had that authority because God gave it to him. And in that authority, that obedience and listening to saying, God, how it goes with you is how it goes with me. He gave him the authority to bring the Savior that would crush the enemy. At the name of St. Joseph, all hell flees. That's the power of St. Joseph. The last thing that the evil one wants, the devil dividing us from communion with Christ, is apparitions of St. Joseph. Families, fathers, I just maybe even have a kind of a fun game of it. Ah, 
you know, father sacrificing, laying down his life. There's an apparition. There's an apparition of St. Joseph. You're, you're living his life. His power's coming in. He's protecting us. He's bringing us to our feet. He's bringing us to life, the life that we're created for, the life that will not end, that will not be defeated. Because St. Joseph is the terror of demons and he's in my heart and in my life. The last thing Satan wants is apparitions of St. Joseph in our world, increasing his presence in the world. That's the last thing the devil wants. The church and the world need men who are terrors of the demons. We need men who are zealous for the things of God and will use the sword to attack anything that is not of Jesus and who he is for us. That sacrifice, that presentation of your wives and children to the Lord to say, they're yours, they're holy, they know you, the darkness is gone enter into the splendor of our Lord and our King. There's nothing more beautiful. There's nothing more powerful. There's nothing more needed. We pray for that. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us.